0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. On the Western Hotline, Lindsay Darcangel of The Athletic joining us now. Lindsay, what's going on?
1: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad about yourself, Lindsay.
1: I'm doing pretty good. Lots of, uh, lots of news going on today in women's hockey.
0: Yeah, it was it was a strange thing because I I remember I had messaged you earlier on in the week saying, Hey, you know, if you wanna stop over for the podcast to to do a hit with us and then today this goes ahead and blows up and boils over, so of course we had to have you on to talk about this. Lindsay, the big thing there obviously being that, you know Pagula Sports and Entertainment, they give up control of the Buttes back to essentially what was the state of the team in their first year when it was run by the league, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's important to note because I've seen a lot of people assuming that because the Pagulas gave the ownership back, um, that there would be no Butch franchise, and that's not the case. Uh, When the NWHL first started in 2015, the the league ran uh, the Butch franchise, and the Pagulas took over ownership. It's said that you know it's reported that they bought them. There was no money uh, that was uh, exchanged. The Pagulas pretty much took over. All financial um, obligations for running the franchise in 2017, at the end of 2017, actually. So they've uh, they've been running the team just sort of uh, two years now, and um, they just essentially gave it back to the league. So you know, business as usual as far as that goes. Uh, so there will be still be a, a franchise in Buffalo. I think that's important to clear up.
0: And that's actually like you know that's pretty good news because of the fact that you know. With Buffalo, they've had the second-highest attendance this past year in the NWHL. There are fans that are passionate about this team and the organization and everything about women's hockey. And if you go to Harbor Center for one of these games, you'd be strangely amused by the amount of people in attendance for those things, for these games, because of the fact that they are showing that they can put a quality product out there on the ice. And, you know, for straight championship game appearances, yes, it's a league of four, but... <laughs> four, then five, but it's not like it's easy to go ahead and win a title all the time. So it's still a pretty impressive thing that they've been able to do there. The biggest thing... Yes, and- oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was just going to say, and I think what everything you mentioned is correct, and what the Goulas essentially did was take it to the next level. I mean, they showed the players um, what it would be like to play for... A, a, like Just be treated like a professional. I, I can't tell you how many of the players that I talked to throughout the course of the season who just kept using that word. You know, they treat us like a professional. I feel like a professional. And they were shocked by it. So You have all these players who some who play on the Olympic team, you know, coming from college, top college programs who, for the first time, you know, in their lives being treated like a professional athlete on that level was something that I think was very eye-opening for a lot of them and played into the fact that they wanted – everyone on the boots wanted the other teams and other players in the league to have that feel. Um so, yeah, so what the Blue did was just kind of raise it to the next level. And like you said, lots of people in the stands. And, you know, if you go to Harborsen, and I have a video on my Twitter page just to show what a home game was like there. And it, it's incredible. And what's, what's the downside to this is that momentum that was created with this player boycott uh, could very well um, diminish. And, and we don't know what this upcoming season is even going to look like. So,
0: Lindsey D'Arcangelo joining us on the West Her Hotline. Lindsay, you just mentioned it. It was something that I was going to talk about, is the fact that the players did, did speak highly of the Pagula's role in the NWHL, how they would treat their athletes, whether it was facilities or even some reports about assistance with housing in Buffalo and, of course, all the ice time that you can have with the two rinks there at Harbor Center. With Pagula Sports and Entertainment out now, is it is it outlandish to say, though, that the NWHL might have lost the ownership group that teams would want to play for the most, and probably one of their biggest motivators for what kind of team they would sign with, if uh, with free agency.
1: Well, yeah, and there lies the problem uh, with with limited uh, financial means. What 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 are these teams that the NWHL is going to put out on the ice going to look like? And you have a diminished player pool on top of that because you have two hundred players who are have decided to sit out and not play at all. So you know, where are these players going to come from? What's what's the team going to look like? Will the fans in Buffalo be as invested as they were with names like Falzer and uh, Haley Scamara and Shannon Zabados? Like, what is what is that going to look like going forward? So so therein lies one of the problems. But um, I think what, as I said before, as far as opening the players' eyes, I think that played into their part of saying, you know what, now's the time to do this because we want, a league that functions like how the boots uh, functioned.
0: And with that, it, it becomes all that more important for these players to hold out for that sort of treatment because of the fact that they were playing on paltry salaries and not even playing with health insurance as professionals. It's it's a little troubling to see those kinds of details. With the Pagoulas kind of backing off for now, how important is it going to be for the NWHL in particular to get another kind of a leader like that, like that had the role of Kim Pagula being able to be extending such amount of resources and facilities for these players and how important is it going to be to get the new leadership role for them going forward in order to succeed?
1: Yeah. And I wish I could give you some more insight as far as what the NWHL, you know, further plans are as of right now, they're pretty much saying, you know, we're going forward as business as usual. Um, they, they they are still planning on expanding the league. As I said, I'm not really sure where the players are gonna come from. But um yeah, I I'm not really I'm not really sure where their influx of cash is gonna come from. I know the, the NHL um ponied up more money than they had uh, previously as part of this new deal they have, but you know, I, I wanna throw something out there. They're curiously I wonder if the Bagulas and the N W Child didn't have some sort of agreement in place or have come to an agreement where the Bagoulas, uh readily gave back the franchise because of what's coming down the pipe, whether or not that involves NWHL in a more uh, expanded role in the league, it has yet to be seen. But, you know, it was a mutually beneficial uh, agreement for the Bagulas to relinquish ownership, and uh, you can't help but wonder if there's a bigger picture here that we're not yet uh, made privy to.
0: So what you might be suspecting is that it's not goodbye for the Pagoulas and the Buttes, but it might just be we'll be back?
1: Yeah, in the short term, um, because they have always been invested in women's hockey, they, they've operated at a loss this year. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the truth. And what they had always said is they're investing in the future of women's hockey. They, they saw the, the, the payoff down the road and the growth of the sport. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was a short-term move for the benefit of the league, for the benefit of the sport, and then maybe they'll jump back in down the road.
0: And hopefully that being the case about the fact that you know it was a mutually agreed thing because I would suspect that it could have made PSE look a little bit like they're on the bad side of things, that they're backing out, oh, just because these players are boycotting, now they're going to pull the cord on that. Do you think that the optics with Pagula Sports Entertainment aren't looking that positive in regards to this?
1: Well, I think initially, when the news broke, yeah, um I heard a lot of people uh, you know just in my my Twitter comments saying, "You know why would they do that?" And you know I guess it you know wasn't financially viable, blah blah blah, but you know if you read if you took time to read the news release, you know, the bagul said, you know we are we are invested in the, in the long term growth of this sport, which you know, and it is as well as they as well as they treated their players, I just have a hard time believing that they would just you know. Kind of slough it off. Um, I think I think that when you talk to players and, and if you go to their different Twitter pages and stuff, and even in an article that was on that's on the Athletic Buffalo page uh, today, just in doing a little bit more of a wider look into this with the Bees players, Shannon Zabados, um, Falzer, they came out and said, "We loved playing for the Buttes. We're treated so good. We want everybody to know how well we're treated because this is what we want. This is the bar that has been set. And so, you know, it's like a catch-22. You treat your, your, your players so well, you know, you treat them how they should be treated, but then they realize, you know what, we deserve this across the board. And whether that or not that was a catalyst for the boycott, I happen to think it it was in the end. Um, you know, it's, it's just move forward and, and go from here. The players are taking a calculated risk and um, how that's gonna play out right now is anyone's guess, unfortunately.
0: It is un it's an unfortunate story for for not just, you know, fans of the Buttes and of course the players themselves, but pretty much all of women's hockey it, suffering a, a massive dent here on this one because of the fact that, you know, there are cities that have been supporting what has been going on here and with the Buttes in particular, it is a team in an organization that has been run smoothly and it's gonna it's gonna hurt to see that and of course the impact of you know young women growing up that you know watch these games and they have the influence on them that they can play hockey and they can you know make a difference athletically and be a part of something special i mean heck i remember the uh the winter olympics in pyeongchang when it's an it goes overtime it goes shootout between u.s and canada and I remember I'm staying up until 2 a.m. I'm like, I am not leaving until this shootout is done, until the U.S. has won. And then they actually did. So it was actually a really (laughs) enlightening thing. And, And, of course, then Zabados comes over and we're like, oh, wait, that was the one that got juked out in the shootout, right? Let's not say anything about that. Now she's in Buffalo. So, and speaking on Zabados, that was the top grossing player in jersey sales, so she has mm-hmm. quite an influence on a lot of these things, you know, with the name recognition and what she has done in women's hockey. That it really is something to uh, to take hold of and really speculate what they might try to be able to do from there. My que- my last question for you is the NHL. Gary Bettman saying that it seems that both of both the CWHL, when it was still up and running, and the NWHL are not financially capable of really having that long-term success, but he's going to stay back and have the NHL stay back until it seems that one or both are pretty much evaporated.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure where the NHL is going to go with this. Uh, They have an opportunity to do the right thing, whether or not they will remains to be seen. I know a lot of players feel as though, um, or there are rumors and players have been quoted saying that, you know, this is trying – this might be a move to try and force their hand, um, you know, put up or shut up kind of a thing. And there are so many sides to this, Derek, um, good and bad sides. You know, it's good what the players are doing at the same time. Players with less recognition, players who look to come out of college and use the NWHL as a stepping stone um, or just to get more um, visibility, just to continue to play, uh, can will possibly lose out. Um, you have places like Minnesota and Buffalo where that momentum we were talking about earlier just might might fizzle, depending on how what happens as we go forward. So there's a lot at play here, and and you know I hope I hope the NHL does the right thing, and I I hope that they help if if they if they if they have the means, if they if they want to step in and, and like I said, put up or set up. I hope that they do, but. We'll see <laughs> you know, that's kind yeah, of this is around. Gary
0: Bettman we are talking about, yes,
1: yeah, so we'll see We'll see what happens from here um, you know i'm 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 hopeful, I'm hopeful there like you said earlier about watching the um the Olympics, there is an audience for women's hockey. there is an audience I've seen it, I know a lot of there's a lot of naysayers out there, but I've witnessed it, and there's so much potential there that the players just want to capitalize on and I don't blame
0: them. All right. So, Lindsay, we'll go to a a more lighthearted topic here and speaking (laughs) on the NHL, we'll continue on this. I kind of heading into today's show, I was thinking about what the heck am I going to talk about? Oh, wait, that's right. I hate how the NHL playoffs have unfolded because most of the teams that are still alive, I just genuinely hate or have to have a reason to hate. I mean, I'm happy that Dallas lost, but I'm also not happy that Buffalo's pick fell 10 spots in the draft at minimum. So, I'm going to ask you, what is the, what's your doomsday scenario, your worst case scenario for the Stanley Cup Finals with five teams left and after tonight, the last four?
1: You're going to laugh, Derek, but I have not been paying attention to uh, <laughs> for to NHL hockey at all. At all. Um, I've been kind of wrapped up in the NWHL stuff that's been going on, uh, a little bit of uh, NBA playoffs and everything. And since the Sabres have been kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, done back back, back what we want to say, like Christmas, um, I just haven't been paying attention. And, you know, as as a sports writer, I probably should be. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I couldn't give you a good, solid opinion on that. You're, well, not, you're just going to have to.
0: Allow me to help yeah. you then. Boston, Carolina, and <laughs> St. Louis are through San Jose, Colorado tonight for Game 7. So who do you, do you want me
1: to pick? Just I to flip I, a coin here? <laughs> I would I yeah
0: the Eastern Conference it's pretty much a lose lose for me I mean Boston yeah. and Carolina I have enough reasons to hate both of those teams St Louis the Sabers pick is at stake there but you know what at this point I can be over it I'm mm-hmm. basically at go San Jose or Colorado you know what and I'll just I'll just follow your lead there you
1: know <laughs> and uh, I'll go San Jose or Colorado. Actually, Colorado
0: I've always liked Colorado there we go so there's your best case scenario so Lindsay thank you for taking the time though
1: uh I'm so happy you had me on Derek because you know there's a lot of questions running around this and I hope that I was able to clear some stuff up and and get some information out there um just to you know get the word out and you know contact me anytime and I will gladly um gladly try to help uh, figure this out as we move along here
0: and as those details come out, where can the people find your work?
1: So, yeah, I read from The Athletic. I'm the, obviously the, the Buttes. I cover The Buttes and other Buffalo sports at uh, The Athletic Buffalo. And also at Twitter, that's Dark Angel21. And, uh, yeah.
0: All right. Lindsay, thank you for taking the time. Awesome.